G'day, Dursa. Hey, Wobster, how are you? Oh, good, thanks, mate. What's hey, going yeah. on? A little bit of news. We'll, we'll open with a little bit of cheeky uh, motorsport and uh, entertainment news. Mm-hmm. Grant Denyer's had his uh, TV show Family Feud uh, axed during the week. Right. But importantly, his old man Craig Denyer, who was one of the main architects of the Utes, the old original Ute series, mm-hmm. is hooking up with the McAllisters and some others for this TA2 series that's running. You know, right. The, the sort of the silhouette sports sedan kind of things. Right. Um, what are they, Ron? Well, <laughs> funny you should ask. Uh, Camaros, mm-hmm. Mustangs. Right. And even some Dodge Challengers. Survey says that sounds familiar. On this 12th and possibly last edition of the Supercar Insiders Warpster cast, the series raced in Perth, pit entry saw a nerf, Reynolds moved some earth, and turn 7 reduced in girth. Welcome to the Warpstercast, the official podcast of the Amir of Advertising, The Warpster. Joining me is the regent of Reddit, the podcast DSO, and DSO, what was Dave thinking on that last corner? <laughs> G'day Warpster, hello everybody out there in podcast listening land. I liked your four-part intro, but you forgot the most important one. Mm-hmm. Well, after Dave did his, um, his Richard move, yep. sorry, he's not Dave anymore. He's now officially Richard Reynolds. Richard Reynolds. Well, you know it, short for Richard. Johnson. Dick. Yes. Dick Johnson. Oh, yes. comedy gold. Thank you. Right there, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen. Thank you. So, you could have, in your fifth one, or if you're your alternative fourth, could have been, and Dave shocks Murph. I didn't want to mention Murph because... Um, no, the less we give him, yeah, the better. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah, my bad. We'll probably even edit that out. Yeah, true. So, to the support races and Super 2, where there was a Nissan 1-2. I'm going to say that again, Nissan 1-2. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the sake of historical perpetuity, I will say for the first time in the podcast, the Datsun Collective. Alex Rullo won the Saturday race, followed by Dean Fiore, the WA local. Yep. Uh, yeah, Matt White Motorsport had an absolute cracker that day. Clearly, they'd recruited some decent crew members, not ones that dropped them off the jacks, as our spy told us about the testing at Winton earlier in the year. Indeed. Um, Sorry to those guys, if you're listening, that work for Matty White Racing, we, uh, we're not inferring you're all spuds, just that's what our spy tells us. Paul Dumbrell did his usual job in the second race. Hang on, what, he won or he crashed? Uh, he won. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he either wins it or bins it. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, While well, the third race was taken out by um, WA local Dean Fiore. Yep. That's his first win at any supercast level. Very good. A welcome success at home and another win for the Altima. Oh, you and your JDM. Uh, sorry, sorry. What was that? Nissan winning? Yes, I know. <clears throat> Isn't it just? Um, let's uh, let let's wait and see. Uh, no, well, they won't win another round. They won't win another race for the year in the big game. They haven't got a chance in the bit. Any of that fuel left over? Winton's coming up. There's an e eighty five percent chance they will win a race. 
I'm well, going to know. It was a seventy, wasn't it? That's yeah, right. it's yeah. something or other. Yeah. Uh, jungle juice, I think it was referred to as. Uh-huh. Um, now I'm going to mumble this next bit through gritted teeth. Yes, and uh, mm-hmm. you can finish it. Okay. Stadium fucking super trucks. So that's the stadium super trucks. For those who don't understand um, DSOEs, they were back mm. and showed that Utes could be interesting before the super Utes return at Winton. No. Stadium super trucks aren't interesting. They're crap. They're the worst form of... Mo- they're, they're a worse form of motortainment than compulsory pit stop supercar racing. Okay, let's let's flesh this one out a bit more because I do actually agree with you on this. I look at stadium super trucks as the two dogs humping rule. In that... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang, how, hello? the two dogs humping rule what's that well if you see two dogs humping by the side of the road once you go god damn there's two dogs humping if you see it every day all you say oh yeah they're at it again meh ah, switch off right so we're Look, talking about overexposure here that's stuck to just Adelaide as much as my second favourite Australian motorsport social media contributor is actually out there in the super trucks field mm. stadium super trucks field the dude. Yes. To quote the great Sam Newman, yeah, I couldn't be less interested. Yeah. 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 I know that, and, that one's, one's going to get us some heat because a lot of people do like uh, them. Look, and pe- just... people lose their minds over them and that's okay. Mm. You probably had lost your mind well and truly beforehand if you think they're interesting. But, the but there's we... jumps. Oh, Jesus Christ. And the less we say about super utes, mm. impending round two at, uh, at uh, that, that little racetrack in the country... The better, because they'll they'll be even less interesting than stadium super trucks. Well, look, the super utes do definitely have one fan, and we've got him right here. Don't you start talking about the super utes, mate? Don't. So please, right? Okay. So and on to the Perth super duper duper soft mega tire super sprint held in the wild west. A few thousand k's across the Nullarbor on the tight and abrasive circuit where Carl Reindl's car went up a few years ago. And for those of you playing the Warbsters play-at-home uh, drinking game, you'll probably have pancreatitis like I ended up with last weekend. Saturday quali- Saturday's qualifying threw up a few weird results. Not Tim Blanchard on pole weird. Well, well that, that's not even weird, man. That's just... Not that's freaky deek. Yeah. The other team, Edwards, was happy as Tickford Racing found something and wound up with Waters second, Frosty fourth, and Chaz sixth. They were split by Fabs and Slade. Yeah, but it was still Saturday qualifying. Mm. Uh, my my but, boy Anton but, was up there in the top ten again. Your, I'm sorry? Your boy Anton? Yes, I've officially adopted him. You've adopted him? Yes, I have. So you've got off everybody else and you've got onto my boy's teammate? Mmm... We'll see. Right. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, no one's boy, Rick. <coughs> I beg your pardon. Oh, throws the pen on the bench in disgust. What do you mean, no one's boy, Rick? Jesus, I tell you what, you get off quicker than a Collingwood supporter on their bandwagon, don't you? Unbelievable. Your boy, yeah. Rick, right, ended up... Tw- I'm going re- to... Nah, look, that's okay. it. I- All right. So his boy Rick ended up twenty sixth after an engine shat itself and needed replacing. So that's my predictions down the toilet. Yeah, absolutely. You, meanwhile, you'll never guess who got pole. Scotty Mark. Yep, number yep. five for the year. 
And his record of 16 last year, I think, is definitely under threat. Yeah, I think he's he's tracking that way. As we said last podcast, Mm -hmm. they are just back, they've consolidated, and they are just ticking like clockwork. I just hope they don't get busted again for um, giving the uh, rear of the car the 19th degree. Wink, wink. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, my my other young boy, Cammy Waters, lit him up off the line, giving the shell cars a one-two punch, followed by Tickford Racing 3-4 with Frosty. So, uh, Ryan's story, that whole parody adjustment thing that we were talking about? Yeah, might be uh, good to uh, stop talking, yeah. Now, here's one for you that mm-hmm. we did talk about in the uh, pre-production meeting. Yep. Ryan's story mm-hmm. is... Conspicuous by his silence to some of us who are noticing Warbster. Uh Yes, he hasn't really said much since Adelaide. Now, possibly because he feels like a bit of an idiot for uh, saying what he said. Well, <clears throat> along the lines of uh, the Americans never went to the moon and uh, mm. chemtrails are those things that come out of the back of jets, mm. I reckon that he was doing all these gobbing off to push some attention away from the impending Mustang announcement. Uh, and now he's yes. gone. And now he's gone quiet because all is well in the world, and they're back on top of the championship, and they're dominating everything. Yes, generally, generally successful teams are perfectly happy with the rules and perfectly happy with everything. Hang on, except for our mates at T eight that even when they're leading and winning, still need to gob off. <sighs> it is it is our mate, not Roland. So back in the cheap seats, uh, my boy who no sorry my ex boy Beaver had another hit. So James Golding tangling with Nick Perk at this time in uh, more of that mid pack shuffle that was exaggerated by the narrow track at Perth. What do we say? When you're in the middle of the pack, you're going to get whacked? Yep, pretty much. Mm. Um, that said, Anton put a hard pass on uh, Will Davo for night, coming down the hill into turn six, which summarises their respective seasons, really. No, well, let's uh, let's have a look at that one a bit deeper into the podcast, because uh, I don't think Will Davo's doing anywhere near as bad as some people would like to point it out. Rookies to veterans. Uh, lap 9 saw Garth and JC going hard at it with some good old-fashioned rubbing. Yep. Uh, is Garth still annoyed about being dumped by the soccer team? On the strength of last year's performance, no. On the strength of the fact that the soccer team are back and how Garth's car's going recently, maybe. Hmm. It was at this point that Scope started his track limits at turn 7 rant. Oh, sorry, don't you mean the CJT? Oh, the CJT. No, it was just Scope. Well, the Saturday Saturday scafe CJT in. Mm. Let's go. Let's bang on and on and on and on and on and on and on about turn seven track limits. Yes, yes. And guess what happened Saturday night? Mm. We changed the rules. We changed the rules. Yeah. Um, he will go on with this for the rest of the race. Thankfully, this time it was interrupted by a black flag for Hazelwood after he tried to drive Blanchard into the inside wall. Not, Not David. David. Uh, Blanchard ate a lot of grass in that exchange. Which really wasn't cool. So clearly, Blanchard really is one of the sheep. Also not cool was Anton Di Pasquale copying a 10-second penalty for starting outside the box. I mean, there's a difference between thinking outside the square. Mm. Actually, hang on. Starting outside the box has got some really evil yeah, connotations well, he is, there, Warbster. He, he, is, he is young. He'll, yeah, he'll, okay. he'll be getting into that in a few years. <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll, he'll come good eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Jesus, I didn't even realise. Oh. The old timers showed us how to do it properly, though, with a battle between GT and JC ending when the soccer team car was given a surging kick by Garth while trying to enter the pit lane. Yep, that was definitely an own goal by mm. uh, Garth. Mm-hmm. Not to be outdone, regular crash magic. 
Magnet. Crash Magnet, yeah, not Magnet. Magnet. <laughs> Richie Stanaway helped uh, Lee Holdsworth demonstrate the abilities of a VF Commodore as an off-road forklift. It turned, don't get me started about Team Forklift. Mm-hmm. Uh, scooped up a lot of sand, um, but the ride was a bit stiff. Yep, and that's also a ZB Commodore, not a VF, so... I did it again, didn't I? No, oh, no, it's okay. We're going to leave that one in. T- no, we'll edit that one out. So okay. we're going to go right back to... Not to be outdone. Not to be outdone. Regular crash mage. <laughs> I got it wrong the second time. Oh, uh, not to be outdone. Regular crash magnet. Richie Stanaway helped Lee Holdsworth demonstrate the abilities of a ZB Commodore as an off-road forklift at turn one. Uh, yeah, he scooped up a lot of sand, but the ride was a bit stiff. I'd mm. probably stick with circuit racing. Absolutely. Uh, lap 20, and, and, and Richard Reynolds' first stop resulted in a pit miscue when one of his centre-lock nuts wouldn't come off, and he lost somewhere around 10 seconds. Yes, sir, because I know you were very concerned about um, Reynolds' nuts. <sighs> Fab's equaled it up for the blue side with a similar problem. Now, I can tell you right now, yeah. this would not have happened in no, Perkins' engineering no, days. No, five, five, five stud wheels. Yep, yeah. yep, absolutely. Yeah. If one goes wrong, you've still got four holding that wheel on. Exactly. <sighs> now, we say that Mark Larkham is one of the few bearable members of the commentary team. Do we? Yes. Is he? Yes, definitely. Okay. We love Larko. Yeah, Larko's all right. And this is because he tells it like it is. Yes. For example, on lap 22, he said, We talk about the undercut a lot. That is the Mm. biggest understatement of Mm. the year in motorsport around the world. Yes. Thanks, Larko. Thanks, Larko. So the old pit lane entrance warb stuff. Yeah, it's um, part of the racing surface now, apparently. On what day? On Saturday. Right. Mm. So, uh, waiting for someone to use the old pit lane as a racing line. Because they were so far out there, half the time you'd think the only way they were going to get it around the corner was to go through the bloody pit lane. And, and then they had to um, slide it back across the top of that curb. And look, on on the scheme of it, it was mad. Um, it, it created more problems than it solved. Mm. Funnily enough, only two guys really ignored the wide line. That would be um, Scotty Mack. Yep. Who um, won the race. Yep. And my, bo- and my boy Dick Reynolds. Who uh, did pretty well on the Sunday. Yep. So um, what was the bloody point? Um, funny. Listeners, remember Scotty Mack, Dick Reynolds. Remember those two names for when we get a bit deeper in. Mm. It might all make sense. Mm. But as per normal podcast, it won't make any sense. <laughs> to explain further how the time stampede over the white line was okay, the track limit was lineated by the sensor at the end of the curb on turn seven. So they had a whole car park to play with as long as they ran back over the curb before the sensor. Yeah, it was utterly ridiculous. Um, to use that line, you needed to carry another 20 k's into the corner, according to Shane Van um, Expert. Mm. The same corner the pit lane starts on the inside of. Can we see the problem here? Yep. Yeah. Chaz Mostert did after he was served by Jamie Winkup on pre-entrance. Whoa, 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 whoa. A T8 car ran into somebody? No, it wasn't St. Van Gisbergen. Yeah, what's going on there? Um, I know, no. He might have been feeling a bit out of it. Okay, fair enough. Fair Left enough. out. Yeah. Well, in any case, another miracle according to the Ford fans. Cappy mm. was given a five-second penalty. Only five seconds? Only five seconds. See, this, where's the logic in that, Warbster? You can punt someone off the track, mm. lose. they lose a heap of time, and you get a five-second penalty. But you can turn your pit lane speed limiter off momentarily a little bit earlier and get 38 seconds. Gee, I tell you what, that, um, that rewrite of the operations manual was just 
On point. Absolutely. Chaz lost a heap of time, obviously, but luckily he was already going into the pit, so looping it was just a time thing, not a tyre wear thing as well. Yep. The only uh, other penalty in race one was Andre 14K being uh, warned. That's Andre Heimgartner being warned for exceeding track limits with a black flag, but the whole saga was perfectly encapsulated by Mark Middlebottom. The way the white line is okay at this track to go over it, but the next track you're not. There's a white line for a reason. Just stay inside it. Whatever it is, it is. They write the rules, we just drive to the rules. That's... Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Common sense coming from a race driver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, the problem you have is when you read through the CAMS manual, they talk mm. about track exceeding track limits. Mm. They only You're only exceeding track limits if four wheels are over the white line, not two. So maybe the powers to be need to have a bit of a think about what track limits actually means. Well, I think, I and mean, this is sort of, I mean, this is another one that came up at Adelaide. If there's a curb, that should be the track limit. That's it. There is no more after that. And it should be if you ex- if you put your two outside or inside, whichever is the case, wheels over the painted white line, you've then exceeded track limits. Not all four wheels, mm. as is quite clear in the uh, Driver Code of Conduct second section of the race meaning standing regulations. So what you're saying is basically there's a white line there, just respect the white line, bugger the curbs, bugger the sensors, bugger everything else. Just do it properly to begin with. Or as we did talk about after Adelaide, if um, if you want to continue to hop over the line, let's just put a concrete barrier there. So, um, mm. so the minute you're over the line, you hit the barrier. Sounds good to me. Yeah, that, that'll keep them off the line. Anyway, racing. Or, <laughs> or you could just snort the white line <laughs> And go to the pub with your mates. Yeah, I'm pretty, <laughs> sure. I'm, back I'm pretty, to, I'm pretty sure he got banned. Meanwhile, anyway. back to, meanwhile, back to the racing. Yes. Uh, Wing Cup stopped for tyres again late. Not sure why, given it would have made little difference after track position lost. But the overcut was successful for Frosty and Van Gisfresh tyre, which went longer at the start and hauled in everyone at the end. They did indeed. But up front, uh, the textbook flag-to-flag win went to Scotty Mack, followed by the charging Frosty and Shane Van Gismore grip. That's, sorry to be a pedant, but it's technically no light to flag. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) You and your bloody rules. Okay. I'm not the DSO for nothing. So... Another typical Saturday race at Barbagello Warbster. Yep. It was sandy. There were tyre issues. There was mm-hmm. grip. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there wasn't grip. That was a problem. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, I wonder if anybody learnt what the bend's going to be like. Because mm. it's going to be sandy as a mofo. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. Whether it's tools, or yurts, or cars, or beer, or bourbon, work boots, or undies, or workwear, or camping gear, fishing rods, or holidays, or sports betting, or pokies, or the horses, or some other betting shit that'll send you broke. Just some other blokey shit, you can tell it's a tradie ad. Because I've got a fucking deep voice. There's dust. There's dirt. There's mud. There's four-wheel driving. There's guitar riffs. There's all that other shit that appeals to young males between 18 and 40. It's always the same shit with a voiceover. Like with four testicles. Blokey ads. Typical, really. 
Alrighty, let's drive on down to Sunday yes. at Wanneroo Raceway. And uh, news of that turn seven shit would be addressed by the miraculous idea to use the white line and curb to lineate the track limit. You I, know, I, well, I, like I, everywhere else in the series. And, and I love the presser. They, and of course, they had to tell the world in a presser, didn't they? Mm. Making the excuse that Last year they had a camera set up and were judging it, but now they've got a dedicated TV, high definition TV camera, and it'll be watched by a particular uh, official who is nominated as a judge of fact, and you'll be penalised accordingly. Why wasn't that put in place in the supplementary regulations for the event and enforced from first thing Friday morning? That's common sense again. Because are you sure, are you sure you're a DSI? Because SCAFE. Oh, SCAFE lagged on everybody. Mm-hmm. And made such a song and dance about it, mm. uh, Supercars decided we need to change the goalposts halfway through the race event. Yeah, that's a bit much, isn't does it? That, does that sound familiar? Mm, yes. Yeah. Alrighty, well, it, qualifying. Least, well it, it did stop Scaife uh, having a massive whinge because the Sunday race was longer and I would have been at the end of my rope if I'd had to listen to him bang on with that turn seven shit. So, yeah. on to qualifying. Yes. And uh, the Shell duo was punched out in part one, along with Frosty, Anton, and Lounsey. So this is the part one of qualifying that's actually final practice. Yes. So if you didn't make the top 16, mm-hmm. you were benched because the top 16 went through and then uh, six fell away, then the top 10 went through. Yes. To do the double, Scotty Mack would need to come back from 19th position. Not impossible or unprecedented, but most certainly not at a super sprint round. No, it's been done at um, Adelaide and um, enduro races and longer races, but not sort of your, um, you know, running around the clothesline that is uh, Barbagello. Yep. So up front, the ZB took back over with the Red Bull duo going 1-2, joined by Chaz and uh, three Datsuns in the top 10. Yes. Go on. Go on. I was prepared to rip in based on Saturday results, but this was a good sign Phillip Island might not be an isolated incident. Ah, the Datsun Collective. Uh, So on to the racing, where Winkup and Mostert won the start after Van Gisbergen bogged down and was squeezed out. And the fun lasted until lap two, where your boy Caruso and my boy Will Davo came together and bent the right front upright on the drive Nissan, severely hampering its drive. Yes, uh, he lost 15 laps replacing it, replacing it and uh, removed himself from a promising equation. Mm. So the Datsun Collective started to fall apart really early, Warbster. I wouldn't go that far. So the safety car stayed put until lap four when the obligatory Bieber incident, Bieber incident happened and he bogged it in the turn one bunker. By this point in time, Scotty Mack had picked off seven mm-hmm. to, uh, to get himself to 12 and then picked off another five during the first flood of pit stops. Yeah, you'd have to say that uh, while Scotty Mack did it on the track, the team did it in the pits as well. Mm-hmm. Then you'd have to run an absolutely perfect strategic race to do what he's going to do. Scotty, I need you to push, push harder. Just keep pushing, pushing on. Uh, the big loser... Oh, ready? Collective sign three, Warpster. One, two, three. Oh. oh, the big loser was Shane Van Doublestack, who got his burger from the Red Rooster drive through, sitting, waiting for his mate J-Dub to mm. finish pit. 
It's probably just as well that Lance was in the car where he'd start having PTSD flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Will Davo didn't stop, so he led at the restart, but soon faded as uh, that pesky mosquito and Dick Reynolds buggered off into the distance. By that point in time, Scotty Mack had dragged it up to fifth, and the wily old fox wasn't far behind. That would be Craig Lowndes, for those of you playing at home. Yeah, not Harry Firth. Well, he's got a bit of Harry Firth. Mongrel in him because it all comes down the line. Firth taught Brock, Brock taught Lowndes. Sorry, <clears throat> hang on. Eleven or fourteen. Sorry, let's go. Back I can, that I again. can. There you go. I can. I can do better than that. Yeah, go on. Lance's father worked for Harry Firth. Oh, of course, Lance's old man worked for Harry Firth. Oh, stupid me. Mm. So, um, middle sector of the race was reasonably fragmented as everybody had stops to replace ruined tyres. Marbles from said. Tyres were making everything offline a big no-no when it may have helped Anton lock a break going off-roading at six. This was about where I uh, climbed in the car to drive back from Phillip Island and proceeded to listen to the commentary of the race on my pay TV subscription on, your, my, your subscription on, my, on my phone as my subscription yeah. service on my phone Is as it, I was driving home. Now, just, just remember that um, they're not a sponsor, so we're not allowed to mention Foxtel. Who? No, not Cam Waters. <laughs> uh, lap 36... And Scotty Mac leads, which goes to show what a lottery degrading tyres and track position is, Warbster. Mm, and what a difference a good team makes. I thought you said teammate makes. No, no, no. He's not a bad teammate. Fabs is a good bloke. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, unlike that other mob. Yeah. Uh, so, behind him in the pack, vying for fourth, got more impatient before Kelly and Wincup had an argument on the inside of Pitt Straight which left the outside line vulnerable. Reynolds took the invite around the outside of turn one, then took SVG down the hill for third, and Mark Scaife reckoned that was the move of the weekend. And I agree So isn't it interesting how their whipping boy, that they decided to just flog like mad for being indecisive and not believing in himself back, starting back at Adelaide, mm-hmm. is all of a sudden their poster boy. Yeah, but we do the same thing. Oh, we don't whip him, we just love him. No, not, not him. But, I mean, look how many times I've turned on Nissan. What did I say the other week? Just, you and Nissan's like the Richmond Footy Club bandwagon. Exactly. There ain't no, there ain't exactly. no room left. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. So, where were we? Uh, uh, more strategy calls followed, and it yep. took someone with a lot of rows on the abacus to keep track of everything. Yep. I know Wonderwheel is an abrasive surface, but can we take make tyres that last more than 20 laps? Come on, please. Super, ultra, uh, mega... What did you say? What was the other thing? Uh, super, ultra, mega, uber, giga, giga, uber, 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 gigasoft. uber gigasofts. That's the the ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Perhaps we need to stick with something other than Dunlop, and we might have a bit more of an interesting series. But mm. let's not digress. Lap sixty six, and Shane Van Tyre took a fourth stop and freaked out Tim Slade on exit, who ran off up the hill at turn three. Good value for money from the Rover sponsorship on the chin wagon, given the lawn mowing. I actually think uh, Shane Van Tyre Wareham was probably in the wrong there, but, you mm, know, mm. he can do no wrong. Well, don't don't worry, he'll be even more in the wrong later. Mm. Uh, Reynolds started running down Scotty Max. Sorry, so is, that, is that my boy Dick Reynolds? That's your boy Dick Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Reynolds started running down Scotty Max, so yep. two tropes of the uh, coverage came up. Yep. The obligatory to hindsighting. 
One day. One day I'll get rid of her. And uh, the radio message from Ludo to Scotty that no one understood. Yep. I couldn't even understand. Yeah. Push wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Scotty just had no idea. Yeah. So he just banged on regardless. I think, yeah, it's just a case of, okay, what the hell did you just say? Yep. All right, I'll just keep going. Yep. You know. So uh, only three stopping. These two lacked the outright pace of Shane Van Overtaking, who was reeling in car after car from way back. Also full of pace was Craig Lowndes, who was that, all over James Courtney for that, third. That wily fox. The, the wily fox, whose dad worked for the wily, other fox. The original wily fox <laughs> was all over uh, James Courtney for third, finally taking him at six. The usual, more usual dog move happened on the last lap where the battle for fifth turned nasty where Shane Van Dog move gave Andre 3000 the heave hole at the same place. Slade went off and dropped him a few places. Yep, which leads us to... Last corner, last lap of the weekend, our boy Dick Reynolds, what, what the, the hell, hell happened? happened on the last corner? Over to you, David. Uh, there is actually a rumour just begun that uh, you drove off the road there at the last corner to fill your car up with sand because you were worried you are going to be underweight. Is this true? Partially. <laughs> the real reason is I am just a com- just did a complete <laughs> move. But uh, yeah, I just passed um, two back markers around the outside of, la- of the second last corner and I must have had some on my tyres and I went down and just wasn't half concentrating and locked a brake and I was like ah, no no and then I just went through the sand I was like oh no I hope I don't I hope I don't lose it completely and luckily I just got back on and finished second so you can't have a great race without blaming something I think wow and there you have it he uh, thanks to uh, whoever we stole that audio from for uh, doing the bleeping for us uh, supercars but Dave actually said it was a dick move mm-hmm. Yep, I reckon it was a dick move. I believe that um, Dick Johnson did actually do something similar in 1988. So technically, yes, it is a dick move. Yeah, historic historical reference there. Mm. It's definitely mm. a dick move. Mm. Dave, it doesn't matter. You got the chocolates in the end, and you are sitting beautifully in the championship. You and your teammate are just... Oh, get a You room. and your team... Oh, he, your, him room. and your boy... Him, I'll tap okay, my pen okay, on the okay, table. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Him and your boy are just—they are the—they are the second best package out there at the moment. Okay, now you're talking about his package. This is getting weird. <laughs> so to your podium before yes. I get freaked out. Uh, Scotty Mack from nineteenth to first. Yep. Uh, Davy Dick Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Yep. Uh, from the sand trap to second. And that wily fox Craig Lowndes from twenty fifth to third. Back row to front to second row. To second row. Very well done. Good race from Lowes, which does so that Triple Eight can do it. Just maybe the two drivers in the Red Bull cars are a bit spuddy at the moment. Mm. So, on to the good, the meh, and the ugly Warbstart kick it off. Okay, well, for the good, Frosty specifically and Tickford Racing in general managed to uh, turn things around a bit. Yep. I mean, even Richie Stanaway looked like he had some life in, it, in him at times. Yep. Uh, David Reynolds, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tim Slade, BJR, um, did stick it up there fairly well. And it's probably a good sign for Winton where he uh, tends to get on with the place. And amazing what happens when you've got time and budget Mm. to get your cars right other than spending all of your time and money fixing them from other people's crashes like they did last year. Hello, Peacock Paint and Panel. Absolutely. I've got some goods there, Warbster. Yep. Will Davo. Did, yeah. really, did really, really well Saturday, a 7th or an 8th, I think. I wish I'd written that down when I looked. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, he did really well. Sunday, wasn't. he was back in the pack a bit, but um, I think generally we talked about it last podcast, mm. to, to 23 red, punching above their weight. Mm, absolutely. Um, you know, almost, almost the next best, except for the fact that 
Tickford finally pulled it out and, and did okay. My other good one was Jack LeBrock, just yep. chipping away. Um, his old mate Burjo's obviously taking great delight getting up Roland's nose, and it's all working beautifully at Techno. Is indeed. And last but not least, in my goods, the Datsun Collective Warbstar. Yes, note that was you saying that, not me. Eighth, <laughs> tenth, and twelfth on the surface on the Sunday doesn't actually look that good, but there's two buts with that. Yep. One is Andre really should have finished fifth and would have if um, Shane Van Gispunter hadn't uh, given him a heave ho. Yep. And the other is you've got to consider that this time last year it wouldn't have been 8th, 10th, and 12th. It would have been 18th, 20th, and 22nd. Yeah. They are getting there. Yep, absolutely. Slowly but surely, they are getting there. Um, and look, and Simona showed some good speed early and had, uh, I think she had a best result at 12th on Sunday yes, that's was her correct. best ever result you know nice bit of PR coming out of out of Brayside uh, talking about you know I'm finally doing things my way and blah 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 let's just hope that Datsun Collective can carry it on absolutely and um, into the mayor the mayor Jamie Wincup he won't win number eight if this keeps up I don't think he will either and we, mm. we touched on that in some of our news headlines too Warbster. Uh the pit entrance hmm um, um, Dunlop oh, please <laughs> and whoever decided on that turn 7 crap for Saturday oh we've got his biscuits do you want to open his biscuits <laughs> what else do you think I brought them with us for <laughs> afternoon tea alrighty my mare team forklift yep I'm going to leave it at that mm-hmm. okay I'm off the bandwagon Bieber Bieber yep there's, there's something going on there he's Here's the thing. I don't think that he's um, doing it from sort of instinct and his own personal ability at the moment. I think I, something, something's wrong there. I, I wonder if the advice that he's currently getting isn't the best res- advice for him. Mm. I mean, every driver goes about things their own way to a certain extent. And like and I said, he's, he's gone from he's, instinct to overthinking. And it. he's still a baby and he's still learning and this and that and whatever. And yes, Gary's got a great eye for talent. But I, I don't know. There's something just not quite right there. Yeah, well, if it was down to the fact that he was just a rookie, what's Anton Di Pasquale and Jack LeBrock doing? Yep. Oh, Di Pasquale's a little bit different with some overseas experience, but Jack LeBrock's here is probably his parallel. Mm. The Erebus team on Saturday, they're a bit meh. They, um, yeah. A bit of a pit yeah. stop. So we, we want to, uh, a big shout-out to the uh, the grand old lady of supercars, Betty Clemenko. Um, Betty wasn't over at Perth. She was a bit crook. So uh, a big podcast DSO shout-out to... Uh, to Aunt Betty, the best performance of the weekend, Warpstar. Well, uh, Scotty Mack, pretty much got to be. Well, that yeah, I, I can't disagree with that, but I'll throw a counter-argument about the wily old fox driving it from 25 to 3. Mm, I think yeah. Lounsey's drive on Sunday, for mine, was, the, was a better performance than Scott winning both races. Yes. Because... Scotty's got the car under him mm-hmm. Leon, and has consistently had the car under him for a period of time. Yes. Leon's had a, a really shocking year last year. Um, to say the least fi- of it. Finally found some form, mm. but is, is proof that, um, yeah, that uh, he and another old bloke were on the back of the grid and one went further up than the other. Indeed. Anyway, I think that's about it. And uh, speaking of old blokes, is that Tim I can hear? Back with more. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. Need to see the use, mate.
sheep We've been mustering stock We've been culling our roots Jeez, mate Pretty excited about seeing these utes racing. Oh, yeah, mate, I reckon. This spiritual home, country Victoria, mate. Yeah. We're there, we're at Winton, mate. We're, we're there, we're there. Bloody cold, mate. Tell you what, I'm glad we got here early because last year there was about 5,000 people in this campground. Yeah, there was indeed. Well, it's, it's bloody cold, you're right. I, I should have brought the Kelpie to snuggle up with you in, in the swag. You want a dog to keep you warm? Oh, hang on. Just realised I read my ticket. You're not allowed to bring dogs to the racetrack. Jeez, good thing Super 2's not running then. No, it doesn't matter, she's already quit. So, we're first in line at the campground, mate. Yeah, we are, yeah. I just looked at the website. Gates don't open the bloody Thursday. Jesus. Come to Witten to see the Super Utes. They're gonna be fucking fantastic. We're the boys from the bush and we're back in town. Welcome back to the Warpstercast, and it's time for the news. And in Supercars News, dear, so we're going to lead with Camaro. Camaro. Yes, the uh, boys and girls at HSV are assessing a Camaro supercar, according to HSV Managing Director Tim Jackson. Holden will not stand in the way. The Camaro will go on sale with HSV doing the conversions for Holden in July. <coughs> FOMO. Fear of missing out. Oh, yes. Are you are you eagerly awaiting the announcement of the Camaro as a supercar? Possibly. I don't know why the heck you'd bother, considering they're all equal, like, in terms of body and everything. All the aero is going to be exactly the same, supposedly. Well, no, because um, clearly when the Mustang comes in next year, it'll have a perceived advantage, as the ZB did at the start of this year. So what? Well, no, Holden will need to go one step ahead and mm-hmm. have a... Um, what, are they going to... Ba- this is... Here's one for you. Mm-hmm. So they're going to bring a Holden out. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do the reverse of Chev badges on Commodores? Are they going to put Holden badges on Camaros? <laughs> By that logic, you'd be putting Opal badges on um, Peugeot. <laughs> Peugeot badges on ZBs. <laughs> Anyone want a Daewoo badge for the old model Barina? Absolutely. Alrighty. Warbster, I've got one. Yep, go for it. Alrighty. Queensland Raceway Race Doomed, says former Mayor of Ipswich, Andrew Antinoli, in a phone interview from his cell in Boggo Road Jail. Yeah, we're not going to say that um, Ipswich City Council is kind of in the poo right now. (coughs) Ipswich City Council is kind of in the poo right now. Alrighty. So, in the second biggest non-story in the history of fake news, yes, your replacement mm-hmm. has come out and said that uh, despite plans to dissolve the Ipswich City Council following the latest corruption crisis that's seen uh, former Mayor Andrew Antonioli charged with fraud by the Queensland Crime Corruption Commission, that the Queensland Raceway round of the championship mm. isn't in doubt and Seema is confident that safety upgrades will be installed to secure an FIA Grade 3 licence. Well, the licence that runs until 2021. So, it's a bit interesting, this whole saga. Mm. 
you, in your one of your final parting gestures, signed a 10-year deal with the city of Ipswich. Yes. To hold supercars there for 10 more years based around a guaranteed upgrade of the circuit, which includes additional safety barriers, a catch fence on the pit lane wall, and trying to obviously spend some money to try and make the place look a little bit more inviting. I was up there a few weeks ago, and seriously, I'd rather go to Malala or have lunch with my mother-in-law than go to Queensland Raceway as it looks at the moment. Right, but is it an FIR Grade 3 truck, and can supercars run there? I'm glad you asked that, Warbster, says me clicking a PDF file that says circuits underscore list underscore 29 March underscore FAI. FIA. Sorry, FIA. The FIA is still going. So, so grade three circuits. Queensland Raceway, Mm -hmm. Australia. Yes. Grade three, 3.126 kilometres. It's a right-hand circuit. Right. Its track licence expires on the 22nd of the 7th, 2021. So, three years. Three years. Mm. Now, this was updated. So, there's... We might as well touch on this now, Warbster. Yeah, we might as well, yeah. You dropped a bit of a bombshell the other week. Mm. You dropped the Sandown bombshell, Warbster. Did indeed. Sandown did undergo a FIA inspection to renew its licence. It failed. No, it didn't fail. It didn't pass. I thought you worked in marketing. Either way, it's not been renewed yet. It wasn't successful. It wasn't successful. So it was incredibly looking, unsuccessful. So looking at a list that is current as of the 29th of March 2018, Sandown is a Grade 3 FIA circuit. Its licence expires on the 2nd of the 9th, 2018, which remarkably is just before the scheduled supercar event. In actual fact, all of the circuits on the supercar series are licensed are to next year, apart from two, Sandown and Mount, Bathurst. Mount Panorama Bathurst track license expires on the 24th of the 8th, 2018. So, basically, everyone else is fine. So, mm-hmm. what, what's what's um, this councillor dude going on about? No, what's your mate, the Seamster, going on about? So, the Seamster's the one that uh, says that the crisis at the IC, Ipswich City Council shouldn't affect, uh, shouldn't affect the, the uh, upcoming round with the upgrades and track licence expected to be in place before the round. Mr. Seamster, for the last three years, additional bar- safety barriers get brought in and installed. There's the Shannon's Nationals round one weekend and the Supercars round either the, the prior or the following. They either they run them ex- two weeks two weekends in a row. They then remove all the additional safety barriers that are required for the current FIA Grade 3 track licence. So I'm not quite sure. It must have been a slow news week at Speed Cafe or... I know what it was. Well, the Seamstar got a bit confused. Mm. A bit like your mate Eugene gets a bit confused sometimes. Mm. And well, so what we're saying is it wasn't necessarily Crusher just trying to look like a legitimate mm. news source instead of rewriting press releases and making them news. Now, it's interesting that they quote Queensland Racefans general manager, blah, blah, blah. City Ipswich Council went back to supercars earlier in the year saying, oh, we, uh, we, we, we'd really like you to sign a two-year deal with us instead of the 10-year deal because we don't think we can do all of the upgrades that were previously promised by other people. I suppose, irrespective of whether the track licence is supposedly current or not, depending on whether we believe Speed Cafe or the FIA's website, Warbster, hmm. 
let's just say that um, yeah, it, things ain't necessarily uh, kosher in 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 the town of Ipswich. No. And further to the Sandown report that I did publish on the uh, Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash supercurrentsiders, there seemed to be a little bit of confusion in terms of the grade curve and how all of the tracks were graded. Yep. So basically, there's three levels that can run international series, i.e. supercars. Mm -hmm. You're going to nerd out here. I'm going to nerd out a little bit here. That is a massive list. Not really. Go on. Okay. To run a Formula One race, you need to be uh, a Grade 1. To run a World Endurance Championship race, you need to be a Grade 1 or a Grade 2. Everyone else falls under 1, or one, 2, or 3. To give you an idea of where all the tracks are graded, the majority of 3, with the exception of Albert Park, obviously, because it runs the Formula One race. SMP, which has been International Level 2 for quite some time, given get back to the A1GP days. And the Bend is a Level 2 racetrack. Beyond that, they're all threes. And there's different levels, there's different rules, there's different everything else. So anyone saying, well, hang on, this track's this, but not that, not the other. It's not a decision of something that's on the surface. It's always going to be according to the FIA rules, which are as long as your arm. Mm-hmm. So I suppose um, watch this space for this one, Warbster, because uh, Queensland Raceway isn't the most user-friendly circuit the circus goes to. Sandown will have to get their license back under the conditions of the supercars agreement that they've got because they've got another two years on their contract and basically to cut that they're going to be killing themselves financially and there's no way the Bathurst 1000 isn't going ahead. Mm, Exactly. In other news, Mm. uh, NASCAR style grid. Yes, uh, Scotty McLaughlin, David Reynolds and Craig Lowndes have all stated they would be open to a NASCAR style system where the pole sitter picks which side of the grid they start from. It's a little bit of a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Sorry to nerd out on you on, uh, on yeah. there's this thing called your track license. Cams issue a track license to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's where pole position is. But that's okay. Supercars okay. will right. just rewrite their own rules, won't they? Uh, like they've probably. done with everything else. Yep, yep. okay. Hmm. Stop bagging the series. No, I'm not bagging the series. I'm bagging the fact that they change their own rule. They write their own rules when they don't like the ones that um, that are put in front of them. But <clears throat> that's another story. Um, no wild cards for Winton. Yeah. So, and it's interesting. The wild cards really turned it on last year. Did we they had, ever? Uh, who did we have last year? We had... Uh, Gary Jacobson at Winton. We had no, we didn't. He couldn't get funding last year. That's either, right. But Sorry, we no. Have, we had um, Little Macca Jones. We had um, Todd Hazelwood. Yep. Who uh, did an awesome job in his um, car and basically said, "Well, you're better than your co-driver for the endurance." Oh, and Bieber. Bieber did definitely. And, and Little Macca Jones. So Little Macca right, Jones. That's three. right. They were the three. Yep. Gary Jacobson was looking to race this year yep. um, because Winton is actually his local race. He's a Wodonga boy, mm-hmm. but he couldn't secure the funding. He obviously didn't ask the new camp CEO, Uncle Mike, for uh, help. And he's not racing a Formula Four, so there's uh, there's no interest-free loan there. Yeah, true. True. It's like a hex debt for car races. Did you know that? I figure more than more than ten people have hex debt though. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, enough of the news. Let's get into the DSO's favourite time of the podcast: social media watch. The first thing you have to do is negate all the things that people could hurl against you as a form of abuse for for, for being not intelligent enough to get this to understand. 
Thanks, Warpster. Little bit of a different. Social media's been a little bit quiet the last couple of weeks. Either that or I've been too busy to chase it up. But there's been no, uh, no major outbreaks of outrage. I'd like to incorporate this week's Somi Watch into uh, a lovely little uh, segment I thought up just about an hour and a half ago called No Shit Sherlock. Right. Yes. So what we're going to do is we I'm going to we'll throw some uh, we'll throw some news headlines around. Yep. And we'll come up with the hashtag No Shit Sherlock line. Righto. Can I open it up? Go ahead. Commonwealth Games gold medalist in the headset throwing, Mark Dutto Dutton, yes, came out with our current performance is and and uh, mechanical uh, niggly mechanical issues is unt eight like no shit Sherlock yeah thank you very mm-hmm. much yeah. the one that I really loved quote Erebus not far from being regular race win contenders no shit Sherlock your mate Tim Edwards in GT racing there's probably a greater level of respect out there unless you're Fabs. Racing with him side by side on the main straight at Surface Paradise. No shit, Sherlock. No shit, Sherlock. Andre 14K, quote, Mm. We need to get into the window earlier in the weekend. Now, Andre, please, that type of looking through windows behaviour, it's Mm. almost stalking, and you Mm. know what happened last time. Well, I mean, with his ex, all he had to do was get on Instagram. No shit, Sherlock. (laughs) Drivers are keen for a Barbagallo resurface, Warbster. Yes, no shit supercars. Thank you for that obviousness. Yes, and we've already talked about the super, ultra, mega, giga, uber soft tyre. That's not necessarily the cleverest option at uh, Barbagallo. Scotty McLaughlin aiming to avoid a title showdown. After last year, no shit Sherlock. Jamie Wincup has come out and said, there are no excuses for our speed slump. No shit Sherlock. And our old mate Tim Edwards, who just seems to feature all the time, quote, McLaughlin's making us all look stupid. No shit, Sherlock. I'd actually say that we touched on it a little bit earlier. I think there's another one out there that's uh, it's not just McLaughlin making everyone look stupid. Mm. I think your new boy and my old boy are doing quite well. Yes. Collectively. Yes, I, think, yes. I think they're collectively... Mm. Uh, more consistent than the others. They're not having as many big whoopses. Mm. Mm. And little, I think it, a little engine that could. I, I think it shows that a privateer team with a fair bit of money and a fair bit of nous behind them can run up the front as long as the drivers cooperate and uh, run things um, as well as they can. Did you say don't run into each other? That as well. It's coming out. One of these days it'll slip through. So, Warbster, that leads us to the next round of the Supercar Championship. Yes, that's right. The uh, Super Winton Annual National Championship Exciting Race Preview. That'd be the WANSA. Yes, you can do the acronym. Um, yes, it's Winton for the Winton Wet Warm... Hey, they haven't sold it. Mm. Supercars haven't sold... See, mm. for those of you that don't know, ladies and gentlemen, there's only... There's only four rounds that aren't promoted by supercar events. You've Mm. got Adelaide, which is promoted by the South Australian government, effectively. Mm -hmm. You've got Perth, which is promoted by the West Australian government run by the West Australian Sporting Car Club. Yes. Uh, You have... Winton. Winton, which is uh, promoted by the Benalla Auto Club, who own the racetrack, with a little bit of uh, tourism money thrown at them from Victorian government. And your fourth one, Hidden Valley, which mm. is owned and promoted by the Northern Territory government and, uh, and run by the locals up at Hidden Valley. Winton. It's guaranteed to be a barn burner in rural Victoria. Don't say that. 
Yes, the burning the burning barn could provide a useful heat source given how cold it will probably oh, be. Oh, it'll be cold. Mm. So, reigning winners are Scotty Mack and the Van Giz Winion. And can the Team Penske Steamroller continue to conquer Benalla? Probably, but we uh, need to get rid of the important things first before we start looking at the racing. The concerts. Concerts. Great work on your choice of musical acts. They've taken a leaf out of Supercars Book Warbster. They're running a concert at the track for the 5,000 campers on the Saturday night. Saturday night fever. Saturday night fever. And they're even cleverer than the Grand Prix Corporation because they're starting the, the music acts after the racing finishes. That's a that's a novel idea. Yeah, well done. I, I can tell you right now, there, right. There, there'll be a hell of a lot of cancer... Jim Beam and Cola consumed before the the music starts. And possibly thrown at the stage. Who who have we got? All right. So, in the finest traditions of supporting young, upcoming talent, Australian talent, we've got the 2011 X Factor winner and runner-up. Oh, sorry, no, no. They are real artists, Warbster. Hang on. Why have we got the... X Factor winner and runner up I might from have been. seven years ago. They might have been cheap. They'd want to have been. Mm. So um, we've got some some new. There's this new act mm. called Maston. We had to hit the Wikipedia, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's yeah. actually he must be a Supercars fan. Mm. He must be a T8 fan. Mm. He's Reese. Don't call me Reese Maston. Yes. And some bloke called Andrew Wishart. I thought he was a rugby player. Mm. No, that's that other bloke. Okay. And important... Hang on. I'll just push play on the tape deck. Yep. Importantly, ladies and gentlemen, supported by local northeast Victorian cover band Smack. Now... Uh, That's the way it's going to be. And they're they're tinkling along beautifully in the background with a bit of a crowd favourite. And... uh, I'm, the, not, I'm um, not saying they're no good. The podcast sound engineer's favourite. I'm not saying they're no good, but you need to be on smack to be enjoying them. So, yeah, as much as we give crap to, um, you know, supercars for organising big artists that no one wants to see, Winter's got a good good job of um, organising small artists that no one wants no, to no, see. No, 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 I'll call you to task on that, Robster, okay, okay. because right. I actually think that the 5,000 drunk campers... Hmm. And whoever else hangs around in the freezing cold to watch the concert will probably enjoy it more than they would Johnny Farnham or Diesel mm. or Delta Goodrum or maybe even Daryl Braithwaite. Cold Chisel. You forgot Cold Chisel. They're always on the bill. So um, apparently there's a car race on. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to think so, wouldn't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So um, Winton, tight, possibly rain probably cold track surface isn't going to be the warmest in the cosmos we know who's who we know what's happened to perth three to look out for dso before we go into three to look out for the support categories at winton are always a little bit interesting they've trotted they 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 trot out the old kumo uh third string v8s again right touring car masters massive up in the northeast yep clark kent utes don't you go bagging them, mate. Don't you go bagging them. Yes. They're fucking grey. <laughs> oh, please. Right, eh? Three to look out for. Look, Winton's a bit near and dear to my heart, those of you that know me, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, I'm having a holiday this year because I've got a, I've got a big road trip the weekend after. Winton thro- is that great little track that throws up the really, really uh, strange results. I mean, Datsun even won their Wobster. 
<laughs> I, was, um, I was going to say Cam McConville as well, but that might sound a little insulting. Yeah, no. Frank, Frank the Tank stood on the roof and, uh, and shot from the hip. Timmy Slade, the Slade dog. Won all three, right? Won, won the whole round yeah, a couple of years the, ago. That, that's how they do it in Aubrey. Donuts on the grass, because obviously they need to save the tyres for the for the ride day on the Monday. <laughs> <laughs> the three lookout for was bloody hard. I could give you ten to look out for. All right, well, give us, give us three. All right, I'll throw three. Look, the soccer team are, soccer team are back. What no. direction told me so. <laughs> um, I, I reckon, I reckon, and, and Scotty Pye... Mm. Caught, caught fire there a number of years ago, quite spectacularly on the on the pit entrance. Um, uh, might be might be good on the uh, on the <laughs> on the cold days. I think that, uh, and actually, I can tell you a little secret that uh, that was the first supercar event that the podcast sound engineer worked at Ooh. way back when, as a very very young lad. I think Courtney could be one to look out for. Yep, I think the resurging Wiley Fox. Ooh, Lounsey could be it. Lounsey could be one to, to look out for. Mm-hmm. It's their home test track, I think, Dave. No, I'll say Erebus. I'll, 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 I'll go with the two-for-one prize here. Okay. I think Erebus are going to certainly be uh, one of one to look out for. You? I will go into it in a second. Question without notice, DSO. I'll go on. If Lounsey has a good enough season and starts thinking, yeah, I've got a bit of a future here, do you reckon he'll go beyond 2019? The Smile and Wave. You, you don't think next year will be the Smile and Wave boys sell lots of T-shirts to it? I reckon we've, if he, if those, he finishes... Those of, you, those of you playing at home that may not have caught some of the earlier episodes, we've, uh, Warbster and I have this theory that next year will be his last year. He'll announce it towards the end of the year and there'll be an absolute shit ton of merchandise with, you know, Craig Lowndes' final tour, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Think, he'll, think, he'll, of, he'll, think of Brocky Sands the hysteria. Yep, so, and he'll... No, there'll be hysteria. And he'll... Uh, and Craig will, Craig will have cut a deal. That's why it's now Autobahn Lowndes Racing. I think the deal will be that he'll get the money out of the T-shirts and he'll get the money out of the, the merchandise. Mm. But that's a really good question, Warbster, because uh, I think he's got the fire in the belly still. Yeah. He's, he's in a car that we know is good. Mm. He is going very well. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe 2019 won't be his final full-time year. Well, let's see what happens. That's he's, certainly, uh, he's certainly going better than the, than the other elder statesmen of the field. I'm going to go into uh, my three to look out for. Um, Tim Slade has formed there and was very good in Perth. Yep. So um, BJR traditionally does very well at Winton. So. Yep. Uh, Benalla Auto, Auto Club members and Aubrey's own Brad Jones. You'll see the write-up in the Border Mail if you uh, purchase a copy this week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to agree with you on Dave Reynolds. Yep. I think um, he's pretty much always got to be on the uh, three to look out for just because Erebus is capable at the moment of springing anything at any time. Yep, it's game on. Oh, thanks, Gafey. And... Um, my third to look out for is not necessarily, again, like last round, not for a win, but for a better performance, Jack LeBrock. Yep. If they give him the uh, car, it's his kind of place. Yeah, and their test track too. Mm-hmm. So, one from the heart, Warbster. Any Nissan. The Datsun Collective. <laughs> Hang on, I'll just... For I know. perpetuity, click that pen for perpetuity. T-H-E-D-A-T-S-U-N. Cole-Eck... Tiv, and my pen doesn't spell check. That's even better. Awesome. 
I think, though, that um, I'm going to say any Datsun because I don't dare pick one because it's so lottery as to who's going to be the best one on the day. Yep. Caruso could be, Kelly could be, Andre could be. Even Simona's getting to the point where she's got to come into that calculation as well. Yep. And uh, your hard pick, so My hard pick? Anton Di Pasquale is a hard pick. Ooh. Love to see him pull a podium. You are stealing my boy. Oh, did I? Re- oh, sorry. You are stealing oh, my and boy. And just to prove we don't even compare notes. Now I, I, he's my heart pick for a podium. Yes, I can. I can say that. I can say that happening if he uh, really gets it together. Dave isn't the unquestioned number one, and he's not going to be the unquestioned number one this time next year. I'll tell you right now. No, no they'll, um, they'll they'll be they'll be fighting each other uh, cleverly. And finally... One, f- one from the head, Warbster. Uh, Scotty Max, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily he's going to clean up as much as he has over the previous weekend, but he'll be right there, and he'll be the only Ford that gets close. And it's interesting, last year was the first time in a long time that T8 did... Uh, T8 had a winner. They've always... Winton's been a bit of a hoodoo track for T8, mm-hmm. but I actually think... God, I hate this. I actually think uh, I think Jamie will uh, will uh, and we we'll use the term Ooh, fire in the belly again. Geez. My 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 head says that he cannot stay that far back and have the monkey on his back for that long. Mm. My my uh, look, Scotty Mac probably, but but let's go out on a limb and I'll say my head picks Jamie to uh, to come back firing. Well, hang on. I mean, if you want to talk about going out on a limb, you can't be as bad as I was ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we well, have a good point there. Yeah, yeah. Warpster, I reckon that just about rounds us out. We've, I think um, that does we've, just about rounds us out. We, we're going we're gonna to run a bit short. That's okay. No, it's good. We, uh, we've kept, as my parish priest once said, I've kept you good people long enough. So before we go, the uh, usual uh, pluggery. So first up, I had a word to the uh, sound engineer minion the other day. Yep. And uh, I told him that he needs to get off his ort and get himself a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're dead to me, bro. <laughs> basically, so, basically, if it's not his girlfriend, he's not interested. So, cle- no, so clearly, uh, clearly things are, things are to, uh, he is working today, so that's why he's not here. But yep. clearly, uh, things are a little bit amiss with the, uh, with the sound engineer. He, uh, he, he, I don't think he's feeling the love, Warbster. Oh. Come back soon, podcast sound engineer. We miss you. Hello, whoopsie, your phone's ringing. Hey, Eugene. 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 At least, now there's a first, ladies and gentlemen, 12 episodes, and we finally got a, a real phone call, and it's Eugene ringing the Warbster. It is indeed. Come on back, all's forgiven. So, um, um, if you want to catch up on some more of this uh, frivolity, nonsense, and general sarcasm and skullduggery, www.facebook.com backslash supercar insiders for the Warbster. For the podcast DSO, www.facebook.com slash podcast DSO. And as we keep saying every week, if you like the podcast, hit us up, give us a like, give us some feedback. If you can't stand the podcast, um, email the link to your worst enemy because any listens are good listens. If you've gotten to this point and you don't like it, there's something what serious. Are what, are you, what are you doing, man? Woman. And I'm pretty sure Warbster will have already started our outro music. And a great big thanks to Adam and the guys and girls from uh, Melbourne funk band Lake Minnetonka for supplying us with our mu- with our theme music. Enjoy Winton, everybody. Uh, for those of you with the subscription service, for those of you without, you should be out of luck. 
An hour of highlights. Fucking crap. <laughs> Bye, everybody.